Hey there, everyone. Shane here, or Shanicus Online, and this is going to be my very first podcast of Completes. Uh, now, Completes was a kind of episodic thing we had done on our Twitch stream for a while, where we go over the games we beat this week and talk about uh, what I liked about them, what I thought could have been improved, kind of like a game review show thing, right? Now, the one downside about that was my main reason I enjoy Twitch was the chat interaction and being able to communicate. And I wanted to be able to also put it onto like a YouTube video or something so that other people could listen because people have asked me to do this before. And it was kind of like jumbled up because when I'm on Twitch, I want to talk to you guys first, foremost, and always. So I said, what's a good medium I can do? Uh, to where I can actually do a quick review over the games that we beat this week and We're gonna try a podcast try this for you know a couple weeks couple months Whatever the deal is see if it works good if so awesome if not Well, hey, we tried so you probably heard me say I beat a couple games, right? Well, we're gonna talk about that real quick first so you understand kind of the premise of this podcast basically on our twitch we have a weird niche I think that's how you say that word. I always uh, go back on it, where we beat two games a week. The reason why is I've uh, always worried about the fear of missing out. Uh, you know, what will I do when you get to the end of life? And you know, yes, I'm happy with my significant other. Yes, I'm happy with all the things we do, but I also want to enjoy my hobby and do some other things. So I'm constantly trying to complete games. It's my way that I get joy from gaming as a hobby and it's made a fun, unique community around it as well. So bonus points there. So normally we start off on Monday and with that we try and get a game done within the first day or so uh, pretty quick. Usually I have a quick game and a little bit longer of a game or like two medium games mixed in. We get that done and at the end of the week we're gonna talk about the games we play. Basically this will be for the previous week. So as right now, uh, during this week, which is uh, January 22nd at the moment uh, that I'm recording it, we've completed Firewatch and we are currently trying to get through Red Dead Redemption 2. Rather long game on that one. And the week before, we beat Titanfall 2 and Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. So you can tell just from those descriptions that we kind of go all over the place with the different games we complete. It's uh, interesting to say the least and it's made for some good interactions with chat. I've met some amazing people along the way, and I just wanna be able to share that in a different format, like I said before, where if you're on a drive or doing whatever, you can kind of get that feeling of what it's like to hang out inside the stream with us. Since the streams are, you know, you're there, and then after a couple days, they're gone, and you miss out on that like live interaction, and that's kind of a bummer. And so hopefully this can help just a little bit. So reviewing, you know, everyone kind of does it. Uh, I'm not trying to be unique in the way that I have like something to say that others don't when it comes to reviewing or anything that way. Like everyone has their own opinion about games. My biggest goal in this is the idea that I like to play as many as possible to increase my knowledge around gaming so I can see what one game does great, whereas another game might falter, instead of just being like, this game sucks. Well, what games do you play? Well, I only play first-person shooters. Well, how come you didn't like this? Well, I don't know, I just can't understand. 
I feel like if you don't expand, you're not gonna be able to accurately describe why you didn't enjoy something all the way through. Kind of like how I say if people want to get out and be more tolerant and uh, be kind, they need to experience the world and travel a little bit. And I mean, even just going out of your state sometimes, for friends who live in places like the Midwest, I strongly encourage them, just go to a big city on one of the coasts. Not right now. There's kind of this thing called uh, COVID. It makes life tricky, but that's for a later time. So people will request the games that I play on the stream. Uh, usually it takes 15,000 channel points, which you just accrue those naturally by hanging out in the stream. Um, if you're sub, you get them faster. So basically people that stick around in the channel uh, tend to request more games. We had a our good friend Mashers requested about four or five games. And then our same the other friend Valakids requested a good amount of games also. Uh, Tree, same there. And it helps influence the games we play through. Uh, basically, as long as we can purchase the games or they're available to us, uh, they get jumped onto the list quickly. And we currently have a backlog of about 40 games. That's probably a little bit, maybe 30 games or so on our list that have been requested. And we knock out eight games a month. I almost said a week, that'd be insane. Eight games a month with some special things uh, kind of thrown in there too, where we do like a 24 hour stream sometimes and try and knock out at least three games in a 24 hour period, uh, which is always kind of a crazy endeavor. I do not look normal when we finish the 24 hour stream. I look like a zombie, but the cheer and the, the like, I don't know, the attitude from everyone is such like a, a rush when we get to that point that it's always so much fun. So let's go ahead and talk about the two games we beat last week though. Once again, they were Titanfall 2 and Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. And I could not have had a more different, dynamic, random combination of games, I feel, uh, in a week. Uh, it, it was one of those weeks that started out so powerful and strong because the first game we beat on Monday, and we beat it in one sitting. I, I do this fun thing called a start to finish or S2F because acronyms are like popular, I guess. I, I still don't understand them, but we did a start to finish of Titanfall 2. It was a game that had been not actually requested by points, but constantly suggested to me by other people. And I had looked at the time to beat using howlongtobeat.com and some other things and basically said, all right, Let's go ahead and give it a shot. And uh, we we went for it. It was a great game basically the whole way through. There was some slow points, but they had about nine chapters in the game quickly moving through. And it's first person shooter that also puts you into the role of not just a pilot, which is your character's kind of like super strong name guy. Whereas, you know, instead of it just being your normal uh, military like marine or an army soldier or something you're a pilot um, and if you're a pilot you're that much better than everyone else which is basically a guy in a suit because you were just a rifleman but once you put this suit on suddenly you could like wall run and stuff so this suit is like way better than a tuxedo you got to get some of these pilot suits and when you're a pilot you also get uh, access to a titan hence the name titan fall because it literally falls out of the freaking sky and that's like the big wow moment. But you don't ever do that in the campaign, really. It's just a multiplayer you call in a Titanfall. So what you do is right off the bat in this game, and I'll try and like warn you in advance, we do get a little bit of spoilers when we do these reviews. So 
If you don't want spoilers, step away now. But you start out the game, first chapter, oh my god, I'm doing a training segment. Who would have thought it's a training thing? But it's kind of cool, it puts you in like the mind's eye of someone else, and you're basically doing uh, these trainings on what is his home world, and this nice random pilot is enjoying this new rifleman, and you're best friends forever, until suddenly he dies. Who'd have thought? A bunch of other titans, you're down on a planet, and they kill him and like literally everyone, but guess what? You're okay. And his titan is there, uh, BT, which is really cool, has a lot of good character, and honestly the best lines and moments from this game come with your interactions with the titan BT. They gave some great moments to this. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like the interactions you got from that robot from Rogue One, or some of the good moments with R2-D2 or C-3PO. It's just having that that robot interaction with a human and the, the funny things that they say to each other makes it that much more enjoyable. And so when you talk to BT, and it actually gives you some little moments here and there where you can choose uh, with just up and uh, up or down on your D-pad, uh, like if you wanna say something snarky or something kind, and he'll respond the same way uh, with very logical decisions as well. But it, it you build this relationship with him over the nine chapters of the game. Which, the nine chapters of the game were fluid, but confusing. And when I say that, every chapter was well put together. Each one was a unique thing, added a, a dynamic element to the gameplay, such as a new weapon that allowed you to electrocute certain panels, making to where wind flew differently. Or they were putting together a, a house, and you had to run through this, not even a house, it was like this giant cityplex they were forming together because they're like terraforming this planet or something uh and you had to like jump around left right sideways on this platform it was crazy um my favorite one had to do with going back and forth in time yes there is kind of time travel sort of it's uh it's interesting and with all of that every level was unique uh at the same time when i said it was confusing I literally didn't really know what the fuck I was doing most of the time in this game, uh, other than running around and shooting people. You get this quick little thing where, you know, you fall on this planet, there's these bad guys, they kill the good guys, and now you're on the revenge track to kill all the bad guys that killed the good guys. That's basically the story you get. Halfway through, during the time travel thing, you kind of learn that they found this new material that, like, folds space-time in on itself, and, well, that's bad, because that's how you make, like, black holes and shit, so they don't want that to happen. All in all, you run around, you shoot like a billion people, they all die. If you're in the Titan, you shoot like a billion and one because your Titan just literally walks on people and they explode into like powder, which is satisfying kind of in its way of feeling like that ultimate badass, like the Doom guy. Um, but it was, it was unique. It was a great playthrough. Every level is cool. The one big storyline trope that I disliked was the thing that has happened multiple times in recent years where they kill off a character that you enjoy or have made a bond with, and then they bring him back, and then they kill him again. I don't know why people do that over and over, and it is just one of those things where I, I don't know who in Hollywood or whatever studio these things take place in. I guess video games can take place anywhere, but someone was like, what we should do, now listen, now listen, we should kill him. And everyone's like, oh, that's gonna make dramatic moments. They're like, yeah, but then we bring them back. And they're like, oh my God, everyone's gonna love that, but it'll make sense. Yeah, it'll make sense, fine. And then they go, 
and then we should kill them again. They're like, oh yeah, because they, they were so angry the first time, right? And you're like, yeah. I just, I'm sick of it, really. It's like, there's so much that you can take as, you know, a patron getting into these things and being like, okay, you're building this relationship with me and this character, and I don't want to lose them. They've made me smile and laugh along the way. And then I bring them back. It's, it's emotional. You, you brought the character back, cool. And then you're like, psych, he's gone again. Uh, I would like to see a different type of story play element. And then honest to God, with, and I said this with spoilers a little bit, then they tease him coming back again after the credits. Like, why? Is this just gonna be a joke? Like, what's, at this point, if you bring a character back to me over and over and over again, like, they come back, they die, they come back, they die, they come back, they die, what makes me ever feel any sort of fear of losing the character anyways, other than mission lost? You know, if, oh, you lose a mission if he dies, well, why did I lose the mission that he died? Can't we just bring him back a fourth time? So that that's one thing, but that's like a bigger general overall storytelling arc thing, and I think that the character completely overshined that one downside. So I, it was a small little thing throughout. It's a playthrough that took about five and a half hours, I wanna say. I have it on howlongtobeat.com there as well. And it was just a breeze. We played on hard mode, it was good. We died sometimes when we were a little bit silly because we decided to like run out and melee every single person or something. But it was a nice, smooth game that if you like first person shooters, definitely should add and play through. It would take you little time. And the multiplayer is fun too. The multiplayer is quick, ridiculous. Uh, we were able to get into a lobby immediately. A lot of people said they were worried that lobbies wouldn't be full. Uh, and this was as of January, 2021. We were able to jump into a lobby within like 10, 15 seconds, maybe. Played a couple of games. Uh, it was enjoyable, but kind of confusing at the same time, just like any new shooter is because every first person shooter has to add their own unique elements to it. So in this case, at the end, it's like get to the ship and get out and I'm like, okay and i guess it was pretty self-explanatory i should have just tried to get to the ship but i could also just keep fighting people so i kind of did that and then it said i failed i don't know it's something for another time we mostly do first person games or not first person uh but single player games so another time another place i would say if i had to give this a rating against other first person shooters uh single story modes that it would be an 8 out of 10 because it was it was short and it didn't give it time to go bad other than the couple of bad story play elements but the music hit good um the gunplay felt fantastic leading into uh, apex legends later on uh, this was kind of like the proto of that game there and it didn't do a lot of stuff wrong to be honest rating against you know games as a whole i'd have to say it probably drops down to like a seven or a six which is still an amazing score never think that because the score is around there that it's like bad i mean a 10 out of 10 is you're saying this game is perfect and there's nothing you can change about it whereas you know if the 50 percent game you're like you know i can play this i could also pass on it so i'd probably say around a seven or so because great game but just like the kind of fault of a lot of things shooters uh, rely 100% on their multiplayer to carry the game through the long expanse of it. And the campaign they gave you was so good, yet so short, and also left you kind of confused if you don't look into external lore in the world, uh, because you had to be like, what was I doing this whole time? Who were these people? Why do I care I fought them? Why am I angry that this guy died, whereas this one's fine? What, what the hell was I doing? 
And so with Titanfall 2, like I said, against other shooters, strong eight out of 10 uh, compared to other shooters that I've played that are first person against other games, you know, it probably dropped down to a six or a seven because it was just short and it was the right length for what it needed to do. But if you were trying to like get your bang for a buck, you're gonna have to rely every single bit of it. When, and this was if it came out at launch and was $60 then, you'd have to be really into the multiplayer. And that's gonna be something that is unique to you since we mostly review single player elements in this kind of podcast. Which leads us to game number two, Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Boy oh boy, have I not played a game this unique in a while. It would be inconsiderate to say I hated this game because really that wasn't the issue that I ran into with it. Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, as if you've played Banjo-Kazooie or Banjo-Tooie, was a successor in a sense to those games, whereas it used the characters that were already established to you, and it used worlds that you were familiar with, music that you loved, and then made it a racing game. And you just kind of had to deal with it because that's what it was. It, it, was, it was a racing game. There, that's all it is. So you're basically <laughs> thrust into this world with Log, the, the Lord of Games, and he puts you through a bunch of mini-game challenges, which are all time trials, and you're going against Grunty to get Jiggies, and the game just was freaking weird. It's like Rare had a whole nother title, two different ones. They had a Banjo-Kazooie 3, ready to go, almost, and they also had a racing game ready to go almost. And then when it bought purchased by Microsoft, they said, just combine them and it doesn't work. I like peanut butter. I like eggs. I don't think I'd put them together normally. I don't I don't know if any dishes use that because it sounds horrible to me. I'm thinking like hard boiled eggs. But anyways, I, I, I digress. It's just, it's like, you can't just take two good things that work and then smash them together and hope they work together. It actually made it worse. So the building mechanic was this game came out in 2008 and I try and review with that mindset so I compare it to other games that came out during that time. I'm not going to compare Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts against games that came out recently like, you know, The Last of Us or Immortals Phoenix Rising or, you know, these huge recent titles like Valhalla. That's not fair. So against 2008, the game came out and graphically it was strong. It still looks great even now um, off of like the rare replay and everything. and. It just, it was frustrating. There was so much that I wanted to do as a banjo game that I just couldn't, yet I was able to slowly kind of get this love for the racing mechanics they put in because you built your own vehicle. And, and it was tricky because the finding the parts was a pain in the butt as well. And as you slowly expanded your vehicle around and added things to it, you can make it fly, you can make it swim, you can make it hover, you can make it do all kinds of unique things, but the world building missions that you do were literally all the same. Yes, I might be that I have to go grab honeycombs and bring them back to this base, or I might have to run down this volcano, or I might have to fly through these hoops, but in the end they were all one thing, and that was time trial missions. You, you literally did time trial missions constantly with the one of the few exceptions being when you fought, and I'm using quotations here that you can't see, fought Grunty 
for like the end of the world missions and you really couldn't, you could cheese that as well. Whereas one instance I had to protect her from exploding giant billard balls and I just built a cage and put the cage over her and waited for like three minutes for it to finish. And that was the, that was the fight. And I mean, I was supposed to protect the balls, but I just put her in the cage. It was weird. And this kind of mechanic of me being able to build everything is cool because yes, I, I technically made a unique vehicle that played around the rules and was able to cheese it in that sense, right? But I think they didn't want you to do that. And there's so many things in this game that were just constantly what the hell moments where either just it just felt wrong or clunky or weird and it took away so much from the beautiful things that were in this game. There was times when Banjo or Kazooie was talking to someone like Bottles and it just felt hilarious. It felt like the good Banjo that we loved. In fact, there's a world in there called Banjo Land. And Banjo Land is a combination of all kinds of worlds from like Banjo Kazooie, uh, the original ones on the like N64. And it has music. And if you walk from one area to the next, uh, the music changes to those old worlds. The music is spot on and amazing. It felt like a game I would love to play running around as Banjo and Kazooie and doing the beak barrage and the talon trot. But instead what we got was this weird monstrosity of get in a car, do stuff in the car. A lot of the frustration you're hearing is more from a sense of hurt when you guys play a game and you're expecting something else from it completely and instead you get this. It makes you go, why? And this is one of those games you guys can kind of go down a rabbit hole on if you want to. It looks like a lot of it had to do with the purchasing of Rare when it happened and different people taking a lead in the development near the end. Ironically, when you do beat the game, uh, Kazooie even makes a joke about how this is their last game anyways. And there was missions they had planned and that comes in as a joke at some point too. And constantly what you're getting from this game is the characters having that fourth wall breaking attitude of knowing the game is not what it's supposed to be, which does make it really endearing at times. They also gave you this hub world that is just chock full of NPCs that just get in the way constantly and don't do anything except get hit by your car. Ah, uh, there's so many bad things I can say about this game, but I also want you to know that it does have an endearing fun quality. By the time you finish this game, you'll have been making crazy vehicles that have to fly, hover, shoot rockets, do all kinds of things. And the mechanics put into the vehicle creation constantly had me smiling. As much as I was frustrated, I made some absolute monstrosities of vehicles to complete some missions. One of which had me with the need to rescue like four to five sheep at a time. I made a helicopter that looked like basically the Avengers giant landing pad that should not have flown at all, but we did. It flew at like one mile per hour and we finished the mission with like one second, maybe two left on the clock. And we were screaming and enjoying it in the Twitch chat and laughing and it was a good moment. It just makes you more frustrated that the bad moments are so prevalent when this happens though.
I still wish and long for a unique Banjo-Kazooie game again, but it sounds like, from the way everyone in the chat was telling me, my best bet at this point would be to cut my losses and go try out ukulele. So maybe that's what I'm gonna do. Maybe I'll get that one requested here soon by someone and go try ukulele out. Banjo-Kazooie, on its own, against other racing games, I can't really give it a score against racing games because it it's such a weird, unique title of what do I rate this against? It's not a platformer, Banjo-Kazooie, it's, it's a collect-a-thon still, of course, but what do I rate this against? If I rate it against the other Banjo-Kazooie games that came out before, it'd be the worst of all the other Banjo-Kazooie games because it really, in essence, wasn't what the first few were. It's as if you were playing Dark Souls, and then on the final Dark Souls mission, it became a third-person shooter with building elements, and they called it Dark Knight, which I guess is Batman, but I was trying to make a Fortnite reference. Either way, Banjo-Kazooie is one of those games where I would be willing to revisit it again sometime with a whole completely different mindset of this isn't a Banjo-Kazooie game. This is a racing building game where you make strange vehicles. I have to give it an honest answer of the joy I had from it versus the gameplay, and I would give it a four out of 10 because there's not a part of me where if I sat down and said, would I play this again or not, would I jump at a chance to play it? If I compared this against other Banjo-Kazooie games, I'd have to give it a two out of 10, mostly because it was that frustrating at what was a bastardization of a love series. But at the same time, they did so well in doing what they could with the resources they had and giving us a unique mechanic that I really think they just needed some more time to refine and they could raise that four up into something else completely. This isn't on the developers. I mean, I genuinely believe the developers put their heart and soul into this game and that it could have been something else. The game has its quirks. It makes me smile. But having quirks and making you smile don't suddenly make it to where you can ignore all the faults and glitches and weird-ass world events that happen. Give the game a play if you want to have a fun time building vehicles and you enjoy racing. I think you would love this. I think any kid who likes cars would absolutely enjoy this game with all their heart and soul. It's just if you were so used to something else in a universe and they decide to throw down its head, this is kind of what happens in the end. Don't even get me started on Dead Space 3. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Dead Space. What have you done? So those were the two games we beat last week. Uh, as you can tell, they were interesting. Um, and I never want to sound too crazy harsh on these. I put so much time into trying to evaluate what I feel a good game has. And that's, you know, my personal opinion is what you're getting in this. Um, we beat so many games constantly to try and develop that opinion to become more and more um, apt and to where people can understand I'm coming from a, a stance where I can compare it against other things. You know, you don't become a taste expert or whatever. What do they call those people? The people who just eat food and get paid money for it. You don't get that by eating just top ramen. You have to eat so many different things and expand your palate. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here. Uh, even Banjo, you know, like I said, the music was great. Graphically, it was strong as hell. It was fun at times, but there's so many elements that go to the gameplay from story and everything else that you really have to wonder what happened at the end. So if this is something you like, we're gonna try and do it, like I said, for a couple of weeks here. The next one would be about Firewatch. 
which we've already completed as of this recording, and it has been a beautiful game. And Red Dead Redemption 2, which as of recording, we probably have maybe a single stream left with our good friend Arthur Morgan. And it's also been, let's say, unique. We have some things to say about that one as well to complement its technological marvels, but also ask some questions at why they decided to do some of the things they did. Also, we plan on eventually adding some guests into the podcast, be the people who request the game or something along that way. But it all depends on time zones. Time zones can be such a pain in the ass to deal with. And when it works for me, as I'm recording this around like two in the afternoon, might not work for other people because time zones. Anyways, that's all for now. I do appreciate you guys coming by. Remember, if you want to catch the stream, that's over on Twitch. That's S-H-A-N-E-C-U-S. It's pronounced like Spartacus. I know how it's spelled. Don't at me like that. And you can always just call me Shane. It's always good. We always have a great community coming in and chatting. Uh, we also have Twitter, uh, which is Shanicus as well. Instagram, which is Shanicus Streams. Uh, TikTok is probably Shanicus. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff that we've tried to be growing. And I can't wait to see where this year goes. Thank you all so much again for listening. Love you all. Have a great day.